0: I'll just read this through, and then we'll dig into it. So, Mark, chapter ten, starting in thirty-two. Now they were on the road, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was going before them, and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. Then he took the twelve aside again and began to tell them the things that the that would happen to him. Behold, we are going to up to Jerusalem. And the son of man will be betrayed to the chief priest and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him. And the third day he will rise again. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant us that we may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, We are able. So Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink the cup that I drink. And with the baptism I am baptized with you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said to him, said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desired to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. This is, as all of it is, I guess I say it over and over, but this is is awesome stuff. And just it's a it's a great part of the bible of the especially the, the book of mark because this is what the the book of mark is about right there in in verse 45 um that the son of man did not come to be served but to serve this example that's what the book of mark is built around and is about so um what a blessing to be able to to dig in and go over it with you guys so jumping right into verse 32 now they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was going before them, and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. Then he took the twelve aside again and began to tell them the things that would happen to him. Okay, so why were they amazed? This is a question to ask ourselves as we read this. Um, you know, they were, it was no surprise to them that um, Jesus was a wanted man. People didn't like him. They didn't like the the especially the Jewish Legion stuff. Didn't like the movement that was following him and was making them look wrong and all that that goes with it. And, and the um, the disciples or the apostles have been following him, so they know what's going on. And so they're headed to Jerusalem. They know that it isn't going to be good for them by going there. So so they're amazed that at Jesus' bravery that. He's going, even though it's against the odds, and He's going to the gallows, if you want to say. And He's going anyway for this example of being brave for the gospel's sake. So that's why they were amazed in that. And, um, you know, we look back in in Mark 8.31 and 9.31, Jesus has kind of told them as we go along, you know, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And, you know, it's like, Obviously, there is apostles. They're learning from him, but they're not fully. And we'll get into that. They're just not fully getting it. And so um, it was. It was at this point where they're they're amazed in this because they're they're finally getting it. They're finally like, yeah, that's kind of making the hair stand up on the back of my neck. And so they're blown away with his courage, you know. And then it goes on um, next to say that they that they were afraid. So you know, they're just. It's an amazing example that we read that, that they're, they're amazed, and we understand why they're amazed, and then, then they, they're afraid. And the, and the awesome example, in this because it says they were afraid, but then it also says right after that, it says that they continued to follow him. Right? So, like we can probably all have been in times where we're afraid to tell people about the Lord or we're afraid to talk to our loved one or a family member about Jesus just because it feels uncomfortable or whatever it is. You know, this is an example like, we do it anyways. Just like these guys knew what was coming and they followed Jesus anyways. Um, you know, their fate didn't look great being a follower of Jesus going into Jerusalem. Um, the, the other part of that, that verse where it says that Jesus pulls them aside um, to explain serious details of what's going to happen to him, he really, he really says all of the things that's going to happen clear to being people spitting in his face. And so, he's you know, we'll read that in 33 and 34 here. It says, Jesus says, Behold, we are going to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to chief priests and to the scribes. And they will condemn condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him. And on the third day he will rise again. So, if you guys want, maybe, you get got something you probably has if you want to see a quick glimpse of all that that Jesus just explained was gonna happen to him. If you want to see a glimpse of that, watch the movie *The Passion of the Christ*. It's, you know, it's pretty. As far as I know, it's pretty on, and um, they've really researched it out. And it is terrible, terrible what they do to Jesus. I mean, just unfathomable because it's in great detail in that movie. And um, it, Courtney and I watched it not too long ago, and it it was just a good reminder because I'm quick to I'm quick to forget what he went through for us, you know, and just the kind of it's okay in this instance because it's Jesus to to just replay how terrible it was maybe just to bring us back to center of of um being thankful that we don't have to pay for our sins so i mean it's oh it's awful it, just the humiliation along with the torture is um is just bar none absolutely terrible and so um kind of like rolling into the humil- humiliation part of that in verse 33. It says that Jesus is saying that he, they're going to condemn him and even deliver him to the Gentiles. Well, the Jews see Gentiles as scum. See him as underneath the Jews, right? So not only is his own countrymen betraying him and doing all these things, then they're even like, we're going we're to hand you off to the Jews. They're like, they're just absolutely heathen, pagan, blah, 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 blah. You know, and so it's in the, in this culture, in this time, they would understand how that's even worse. You know, that's just adding to these terrible things that's going to happen by being handed over to the Gentiles. And, um, you know, it's just the, the Gentile part of that is just another example of how inappropriate Jesus' crucifixion, his humiliation, his just everything that went with it, how inappropriate it was. And, you know, he was, I mean, really trying to paint this picture to the disciples. And this is like, I think even in Mark, don't hold me to this, I think it's even like the third time Jesus has told him this, like really trying to get him to understand. And um, let's not forget at the end of that where um, he says that, um, and they will, on the third day he will rise again, you know. So through Jesus' pain and humiliation, you know, for each and every one of us that would repent to Him, you know, that's why He, that's why he went through it and He bore all that stuff. That we would repent, we would, we would yearn for grace, we would yearn to know what faith really is, to understand what those things look like, and then eventually to salvation. So moving to verse 35, um, then James and John... The sons of Zebedee came to him saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Um, just to, to clarify here, so James and John. So J- this isn't James, Jesus' brother, who wrote the book of James in the Bible. This is um, John's older brother, James. Different different guy. And um, it's, <laughs> it's funny to me. It's not funny, but it, it's just like... It seems crazy that they would just, like, hey, Jesus, will you just give me whatever I want? And I just think of Georgia, like, every morning she wakes up, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. Hey, can I have a candy bar? And she's like, yeah, sure, yeah. Said, no, you can't have a candy bar. I mean, that's not pertaining to this, but it's just instantly I just thought, are you kidding me? The bigger part that's crazy about that is that they, like, Jesus just gets done telling them of all this terrible stuff that's going to happen to him. What's the next thing that James and John? Isn't it surprising it's not Peter, <laughs> isn't it? But anyway, James, James and John, they they say, "Hey, you want to give me whatever I want?" And um, the the good thing of it is, though, is is we as we read on it farther down, we'll see here in verse thirty seven that um, when they talk about what they want, they do say in His glory, right? So we, we do see a glimpse of that they are kind of pointing towards Christ. But we're going to get into this and see how. And this is no different than us as believers. How we, you know, like we were, we're, we're driven towards Christ. We want to be co- towards Christ, but just maybe not sometimes. Sometimes we don't realize um, our hearts and where our wickedness come from, where our heart really is when we're, when we're doing things or asking, asking Christ for things. On that note, and so, um, verse 36 says, and He said to them, uh, "What do you want me to do for you?" You know, the it's like the facetious question of. <laughs> yeah sure. you want a candy bar at five in the morning? No, you know, but he knows their thoughts and he knows um what's going on, and he's going to use it as a teachable moment but um verse thirty seven says they said to him, Grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory so in in the old times and there's kings and stuff, you know obviously your your people you had with you on your right hand and your left was was showed um, rank or um, how important they were, and so we see here that they were looking for importance in um, to, uh, with Jesus of wanting to have a stature with him. Anyways, and so they're like it's they're so confident they you know they're asking Jesus to confirm their opinion in in what's what's going on here and what where they need to be in rank, and so. They didn't truly understand what Jesus had been telling them. Um, they still had it figured out in their minds that, that Jesus was going to, when they go to Jerusalem, they were thinking that Jesus was going to go set up this kingdom he's been talking about, and it was going to be boom right then. You know, so they're, they're like fighting over rank with the other apostles because they're, they're, thinking, they're not listening to him all the way through. They're just like, yeah, this apostle, okay, Jerusalem, stuff's going to happen, but you're going to be king of everything, and then I've got to make sure I get my spot. And um, they're just, they weren't there yet as far as Jesus revealing to them the understanding of it. Verse 38 says, But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and with the baptism I am baptized with? These guys didn't realize how carnal their thoughts were when they were doing it. Like we saw before, they, you know, they threw on that part of, um, in your glory, right? So we know they're thinking about him, but it's just kind of a heart check thing here, and and so they're unaware of their heart condition, and um, Jesus showing them their thoughts. He, you know, he's gonna he's gonna break it down to them, and so just here's a quote from H. A. Ironside that, or it's not really a quote, but it's a you know in some commentary that he he wrote. It just it really helps us get a picture of this and it says the little real they little realized how obnoxious to the Lord Jesus Christ were their ambitions it is quite true that our Lord will bestow special honors on certain of his followers when he returns to set up his kingdom he made this clear in several of his utterances we see that in Matthew 19 and Luke 19 but those who will occupy the highest places then will be those who were content to take the lowly places in the king's absence and who are willing to suffer uncomplainingly for his sake so that in part is is the huge part of this of what um, H.A. Ironside said that but those who will occupy the highest places then will be those who were content to take the lowly places in the king's absence while Jesus is gone, right? And who are willing to suffer uncomplainingly for Jesus' sake. So we see in this that there's, there's a rebuke happening, but it is a loving rebuke. It's not like Jesus is getting the whip out or anything. He's, he understands that they are still like wanting him. But he's he's going to rebuke them a little bit here and just and show it to them. So, you know, Jesus is just saying um, they just still weren't understanding the, the cup Jesus was going to drink from. They weren't understanding what he was saying when he said that. Um, and trying to understand, he was trying to get them to understand the baptism of death he was about to endure on the cross. So it's a... It's a good one to think about, you know, so he says he's going to, in uh, verse 33, 34, he's going to rise again. We think of baptism and he's talking about here. So, right, he's he's coming from the dead. Same like we get baptized of water. We, we come out to show the world we, that we are a new person where we want to live for Christ. And being baptized of the Holy Spirit is Christ lives. This Holy Spirit lives in us and we are changed, reborn. From was dead of the world, and now we're born again alive. This, this is what what Jesus is talking about when he when he asked them um, if they were able to do these things, drink of the cup, and be baptized. How he was going to be baptized. So we get that that image of understanding that. In verse thirty nine, it says they said to him, the disciples did, we are able. So Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism, I am baptized. I am baptized. You will be baptized. Oh my gosh, sorry. You will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism, I am baptized with. You will be baptized. So, um, in this, James and John, you know, they're showing, they're showing loyalty in this. This answer, we are able. You know, they want to be loyal. Um, they just they don't fully understand yet. So Jesus is is saying, you know, to these guys that you're gonna you're gonna suffer, you're gonna be persecuted in my for my name's sake. You know, because it almost sounds like he's like asking them, Can you do these things? And then he says, Well, actually, you will do these things, you will drink the cup, you will be baptized. Well, he's just he's talking about you could even say like the start of the book of Acts and on, like. These things you guys actually don't know it yet, but you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. You will do these things for my name's sake, and you will um you will go through these these same kinds of the cup I drank from being on the cross, the the um the baptism I've been baptized with of being reborn. And so we know that with do 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 I lost my place here. Oh yeah, so we know that he's talking about that because like with James was the first apostle to be martyred. Um, And then we, so there's, there's the drinking of the cup of being hung on the cross. Right. And then, and then we know that John, he lives a long life and dies, dies of natural causes, but he definitely was persecuted. He was made to jump in a hot vat of oil. He was, um, he was kicked out of town, got sent out to the Island of Patmos by himself. Like, so right. We see these persecutions that, that, Jesus was talking about and telling them it was going to happen. And then in verse 40, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those whom it is prepared. So here, Jesus is simply telling us um, we don't get to pick our roles in heaven. It's that'll be, that'll be God's job. Um, it's also verse 40 here. Um, and it's, it's not the context of this or anything, but it's just a little heads up for us as we read to see, like, the Trinity. Like So he's talking, we can see a blip of the Trinity here as well. Is, is that um, by Jesus saying, you know, but to sit on my right hand or on my left is not mine to give. That's another really neat part of that side note, sorry. And then so in verse 41, and when the ten heard it, They began to be greatly displeased with James and John. So picture, okay, all the guys are together, you know, and they've already been squabbling over rank of who's going to be the greatest and all this. And then right, James and John, like right in front of the rest of them, are like, "Hey, Jesus, you want to give us what we want? We want to be on your right hand, on your left." You know, the guys are like, "We're standing right here," you know, (laughs) and so they're they're obviously they're not pleased with hearing that. And it's just an, it just shows us though as well is that their hearts were no different than James and John. You know, it's just showing us that as as um, people outside of Christ, no matter who you are, um, we don't have a we have a wicked heart outside of Christ. Um. So when when they said that, it was we kind of got that they were just you know throwing another log on the fire as far as their squabbling goes. And so Jesus is gonna gonna kinda step in here, and um I gotta give a little i feel convicted to tell uh just a little example of how how wicked I am in this exact same thing of squabbling over that stuff or just thinking of that and um you know i had a had a guy call me this week of like about getting back together in core groups because 'cause we've been took the last couple weeks off and and you know like i just to be completely honest with you guys. I was like, the first thought in my mind wasn't um, how, oh, yeah, that's awesome. When you get back in quarters. the first thought in Joe's mind was, man, everybody's going to think he got them together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. And I just, I don't even like saying that out loud to you guys, because it's just terrible. It's ridiculous, for one. Nobody's keeping tabs on who gets who together. You know, and uh, as a Christian, we believe that God... It does the work in us when the Holy Spirit lives in us, but the reality is, just like these guys, I I did that, and I, I so. But I praise the Lord because the Lord was instantly there to convict me, and and you know, and to repent for that, and just like, and I guess I'm repenting now, but saying it in front of you guys because it's just so ridiculous and stupid, and I just like, I want to represent Christ well to everybody, and I you know and. Privately with Christ. So that's Job being in Jack Wagon, part one of the many times this week. Um, so verse 42, I think, is where we're at. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them. This is when Jesus is kind of, you know, putting the fire out here. Um, you, know the, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lorded over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. Okay, so the last, these last few verses, I'm just going to read them because I'm going to kind of just glob them all together here. So verse 43 going on, moving on, it says, Jesus says, Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever of you desire to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Let's break this apart because I would have, I think I would have missed this without studying it a little bit here. And and it's rolling into this point that we talked about at the beginning of in verse 45 of Jesus coming to serve. But so in 42, Jesus is explaining how the Gentile world works and, and order And then we go into 43 and it says, Yet it shall not be so among you. Okay, so how that order is, shall not be so among um, Christians, among believers in Christ, followers of Christ. But whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. So these people, um, these people in the Gentile world that desire to be Lord over us as Christians or over these guys, he's saying those people will be their servants. And, uh, Rory taught um in Revelation I don't remember if it was 19 or 20 but kind of or maybe it's earlier anyways kind of talking about it does hit on and I'm not going to get into it but it does hit on the roles that God has prepared for um the apostles in heaven you know so like how they're going to rule over some some of these areas for God as as his workers so um anyways that's what we're, that's what he's talking about here he's so whoever um desires to become great among you shall be your servant. So here's the other part. And whoever of you, so you see that part of you. So he's talking to the disciples or the apostles. He says, Whoever of you desire to be first shall be slave of all. So what's he what's he saying there? So he's saying what he gets to in verse 45 of the final example. So if we're gonna be, um if we're gonna be used by God and if we desire to be high with God for God's glory, Within God's glory, we are going to be slave to all. We are going to serve people. We are going to set an example for Christ to serve people in 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served. God Himself as a man came to earth and didn't come to be served. Probably just to show us how we should be acting that's why he came as a man in flesh right not to but not to be served but to serve so let's do that you guys let's let's serve people let's love people let's not do it for because it makes us feel good or make people think oh yeah and he's always helping people out that guy's a good guy like we're not above enjoying that feeling of good job we're not so let's it's okay though right that's a, that's the a sin that we're going to have in us that's the struggle we're going to have that's okay but the point is is that we we just we just reach to christ we listen to jesus's words and red letters here and we just lord like humble me take that out of me let it be so people see you in me not that you see how good of a person joe is because he hates brandon calves so much but comes and brands wherever he can you know what i mean like Let's let's see Jesus. Let's let's desire to have people see Jesus in us. That's why we help people, not to feel good for ourselves. And so, closing this up, do you have any more? You can do another song, Andy, or are you done? Or oh, yeah, you? can come up here and get ready if you want. Um, I just want to, uh, I want to, I think I just felt led to just like, there's nothing wrong with like closing or having a conclusion of. Um, what I've studied and my thoughts on this, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just, I got led to um, Philippians two, and I just feel like Paul would close this better than anybody else could say it. So um, let's let's go to that Philippians two one through eighteen. And so we're keeping in mind what we just ended on there of of serving and what that should look like as a as individuals, as a church body, and. Um, Paul nails it right here. Uh, So Philippians 2, 1 through 18, it says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others before better than himself. Let each of you look not only for his own interests, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We, we read that just read that in 45 of Mark 10:45 Who is being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as man hum, as man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross listen to this you guys Therefore, God also has highly exalted Him and given Him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my bre- my beloved... My beloved... Beloved. Alan? Yep. Okay. <laughs> As you have come on pay attention to this. <laughs> as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but not much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it's god who works in you in you both to will and to do for good for his good pleasure god's good pleasure do all things without complaining and disputing you know some of this could be even like what we i was talking about before we got started here right of of what we should be talking about with all the stuff that's going on, like I, this is like wrap it all up into one deal here um, fifteen that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. I pray that that... Um, you guys see how that just that just wrapped everything up that we just read in Mark you know, that, that we talked about with um, what's going on today with the coronavirus and what government or not or whatever and all that stuff. We, man, if we believe the Bible and we trust in it and we want to know Christ in God, like, he He just told us it's it's not difficult. We're all, we've all got minds to comprehend this. So love people more than ourselves. Just like we feel that when we don't, but The good news is we've got someone that helps us through that. We just run and repent and say, Lord, change change me. And he promises to meet us there. Maybe not right then, but he will.